Welcome to the new Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast presented by NFL Game Pass. This season, get football on your time with NFL Game Pass. See all the action from every game with full game replays. You can also replay an entire game and catch all of the plays in just 45 minutes with condensed games. Go to NFL.com slash Game Pass to start your free trial today. NFL Game Pass, where football never stops. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is the fantastic Kate Majuk. You can follow her on Twitter at FFBallBlast. Uh, guys, if you're interested in fantasy football and you are serious about winning, you're going to want to follow Kate. She produces some <laughs> fantastic content every single day. Uh, so make sure you follow her again at FFBallBlast. Kate, how are you doing today and how excited are you that football is back? You know, I'm, I'm on that that week one high so far uh feeling good i'm i'm ready i literally have butterflies in my stomach and uh the fantastic way that you just introduced me there i think i should end this week on a high note i think we could just stop recording there uh (laughs) and and we'll be good to go but oh my goodness i think we um as a society uh, need football. I think we, we need, need Yes, absolutely. We need it. Well, like for mental health purposes, I, <laughs> I don't think mm-hmm. we would have fared well if the season got postponed, but it, it seems like, you know, by all accounts, things are, are moving pretty smoothly within the NFL. I'm, I'm really excited to, to see how this shakes out. Yeah, I can't wait for tonight when we actually have football to talk about and argue about. It's going gonna, it's gonna to feel somewhat normal again, and I can't wait. Yeah, I'm sick um, of having those fake arguments. Exactly. All right. So if you are new to Dynasty football, uh, we're going to do a quick little primer of why we're so interested and why we love this game so much. So, Kate, tell us what is Dynasty football, uh, how you got into it and why you are so passionate about it. Dynasty football is literally the the perfect way to play your fantasy football leagues. If you are interested in mimicking real NFL management. So I love Dynasty because, A, it is year round. So once you draft your your team, uh, they call it a startup draft. You literally keep those players. You get future draft picks, sort of like a, a regular NFL team would. Um, you keep all of those assets until you either drop them, trade them. Uh, your team is your team, and that's that's really exciting. So there, you know, there are different types of dynasty leagues. Um, you know, some of them will sign players to a, a contract. I don't play in any of those leagues because my brain just I. I'm not ready for it, and I should right. try it sometime. It's but, a lot of work. It's a lot of commitment uh, to be in those leagues. I will tell you that. It's it's literally like you are Jerry Jones and needing to uh, – actually, no, it's more like you're Bill O'Brien. You need to set the lineups. You need to <laughs> manage the team. You need to make trades. So, honestly, it's such a fun and interactive uh, fantasy format. Like, most of the scoring will typically be the same from uh, your tr- traditional redraft league to your dynasty league, but – the beauty is that you sort of get to really build your own team. And, you know, the term dynasty comes from uh, you, you want to liken yourself to, to like the Patriots, right? You want right. to build that right. that uh, team that has uh, sustainability for a long time, but uh, also has potential to win now. Exactly. And that's what makes it so much fun is can you build a roster that is just dominating your friends and family and coworkers? And that's that's what's always been the most intriguing to me. I want to show that I, I have the most football knowledge, or at least I think <laughs> I have the most football knowledge. 
uh, by building this this team that makes everybody want to quit the league, right? That's that's really <laughs> my goal in Dynasty. I, I want everybody to hate me so much because of how good my team is. So we're going to do everything on this show possible to help you get to that point and to build your Dynasty team up. Uh, and Kate, let's go ahead and start with this. What are you looking forward to the most in week one? Like we learn a lot of stuff in week one. I saw Scott Barrett today on Twitter was saying, um, you know, this is, you know, week one, people have a tendency to underreact. He overreacts because it's really the first time that we learn anything about these teams, uh, these players. And especially that's true with with no preseason this year. Uh, so what players have the most to gain and what are you looking the most uh, to learning this week? Yeah, I, I think this season is honestly particularly uh, difficult because all we've sort of had to go off of, uh, you know, we have even had limited beat reporters, um, mm-hmm. you know, like we're we're not getting the full access that we typically do. We didn't get the preseason games. We really all we've had to go on are the the words of the coaching staff. And we know those aren't necessarily reliable. So um, I, nope, I, not at all. I think, you know, one of the, the things that I'm looking forward to in week one is sort of discerning. Um, what what was coach speak and maybe what was actual, um, you, you know, real faith in some of these players like the the Washington backfield, for example, super interesting because we have this rookie Antonio Gibson, who uh, I saw the other day, somebody traded for two first round picks. Um, and I think it was a that third seems expensive. That is expensive. But you know what? The person that that gave up Antonio Gibson there a winner. And we'll we'll get into that when we get into <laughs> draft strategy. Um, but, you know, the Washington backfield, they they've hyped up Antonio Gibson. They released Adrian Peterson. Um, you know, Bryce Love fell on the depth chart. We have so many different uh, pieces here. And then J.D. McKissick ends up as the RB1 on the the roster. Like, what? Yeah, I, I don't know how to feel about that. I feel like that's a name only, right? Like, once once Washington gets out on the field, it's not going to be hard to feel, to find that, uh, that Love and Gibson are just the more talented backs, right? Exactly. And, you know, that's sort of... Um, it's your opportunity to understand um, and, and sort of glimpse at what is uh, maybe a, a respectful uh, move on the depth chart. So like putting putting J.D. McKissick ahead of rookie Antonio Gibson, who totaled mm-hmm. what, 33 carries in his in his yeah. uh, last year in college. Um, maybe that is a respectful move. You know, it, you, you always want to be on the, the side of your veterans before, you know, you you bring these rookies into the mix, especially in a preseason like this, just so many different things. And honestly, like the same thing with the Rams backfield, Um, you've got, you know, rookie cam Akers. you've got Daryl Henderson, who, you know, they essentially drafted for two thirds last year, spent a lot of the season injured. Um, And then you have Malcolm Brown, who's sort of not, not flashy, not, not sexy, but he's he's been in that offense a really long time, and he knows the the scheme well. Yeah, I, I think the Rams is the one that I'm the most interested in seeing because Sean McVay has talked about using a running back by committee, uh, you know, all off season long, and that's great in theory. But once you get into games and somebody's running hot, it's awfully hard for a coach to pull somebody out if they're averaging five or six yards per carry in that game. So. Um, I've got a feeling that Malcolm Brown probably will open up with the starters, uh, but it wouldn't surprise me if week two, week three, 
Um, Cam Akers is significantly out-touching him as well. Um, any other you know situations you're looking forward to seeing? I, I think Tampa Bay's wide receiver usage is going to be interesting. How often Goblin is going to play in the slot, uh, assuming Mike Evans is healthy. Any other ones that are uh, piquing your interest there, Kate? Uh, I'm I'm keeping my eye on uh, somebody who burned me last season, OJ Howard. Oh, physical. Well, freak. I think OJ Howard's burned everybody. Right? <laughs> everybody at least once has been burned by OJ Howard. He really has. You know what? But I I I still have this place in my heart where I'm still hoping for a breakout. And we've actually, you know, a lot of the things that we saw from him last season were um, a lot of uh, mental errors when I'm watching him play, and what better way to turn those around than to play football with Tom Brady as your quarterback. I'm actually excited for this because we've heard a lot of really good things out of camp between, you know, the, the team, the coaching staff, I have heard really positive things. Um, I'm also interested in Tampa Bay. There's just so many question marks. Speaking of confusing backfields, Bruce Arians, he has talked himself into about 70 different circles regarding his backfield. I need to know what's going on. Oh, man. I've, I've got way too much Ronald Jones stock to admit right <laughs> now. And every, every time I see a tweet of Bruce Arians talking about the running backs, it just makes me want to sell off everything I have because it's just so frustrating. Um, let's pause so I can tell you guys about NFL Game Pass. This season, get football on your time with NFL Game Pass. You can catch every snap from every game with full game replays, and you can see all of the plays in just 45 minutes with condensed games. You can relive all the gutsy calls, crazy catches, wild comebacks, and breakout stars from every game and every week. It's all the action, all the football you can handle, all in one place. And NFL Game Pass is the only place you can replay every game all season long. You'll also learn from the league's best players with over 40 NFL Game Pass film session episodes. Go inside the game from a player's perspective as they break down the game's concepts and techniques. Learn from the best like Deshaun Watson, Stephon Gilmar, Devontae Adams, and many, many more. NFL Game Pass also provides access to the entire NFL Films archives. Go to nfl.com slash Game Pass to start your free trial today. NFL Game Pass, where the football never stops. Okay, Kate, um, I know we have only a couple days until the Sunday kickoff. Obviously, we've got a game tonight. But I'm not sure if your leagues are set up like mine. And, and typically in my dynasty leagues... Uh, you can make trades at any point. They don't need to go through a one or two day process. Um, and that's great because that allows you to make trades all the way up until kickoff. Um, I actually have a couple players that I'm targeting in trades just in the next couple days. Um, so don't tell any of my my uh, league mates. But I want to start with this one. Uh, James Conner, uh, the running back for the Steelers, plays on Sunday or excuse me, Monday night against the New York Giants. Um, I think people forgot how good he was when Ben Roethlisberger was healthy in the 2018 season. Mike Tomlin, all offseason long, has basically said, hey, he's our workhorse. We're not taking him out of the field or off the field. We know that he's a strong receiver. Is that a wise move to trade for James Conner right now, even though he's going into the last year of his rookie contract and he's been a little bit injury prone in his career? I think it's a great move. So, you know, when we're talking about acquiring different assets, I think it's helpful to uh, maybe consider, you know, sort of what stage your your team is in. Because, you know, if you're in a full rebuild, I don't think James Conner is the right uh, target necessarily for you because you, you're you're looking to start over. You're looking to start fresh. 
But if you are a team in a win now position and you are close to a championship and maybe you're you're like a running back away, holy Moses, James Conner is so underrated. He was so injured all of last season. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I went to most of the Steelers games and uh, mostly to watch James Conner. I'm a huge James Conner fan. And guess what? I watched him on the sideline a lot. And uh, he still averaged 14.6 PPR points per game last season. That is more than Joe Mixon averaged. Yeah. that yeah. He's got all of the upside in the world. Um, and I, I think we still have that vote of confidence from Mike Tomlin, which is the most important thing because he does have this history of utilizing the bell cow running back. Yeah, and that's what I'm. I'm so interested in because I right now he is being drafted as a a top twenty five dynasty running back right now. But I think every week that he's healthy into the regular season, I think we're going to see him ranked inside the top twelve. You know, weekly for running backs, and I wouldn't even be surprised if it's higher. So I think you can get him for a cheap, you know, RB two, maybe even an RB three price, and you could potentially get RB one production because again, in that twenty eighteen season when he was healthy. And the Steelers were riding him. He put up some huge, huge numbers. So if you're looking for a, a, a guy that can produce at a high level, even if it's for just this season, uh, I like it. I'm offering. I've got a trade offer out there right now for Devin, Devin Singletary for James Conner. Uh, oh, I I'm love hoping, that. Yeah, I'm hoping an owner takes that because you know, again, that's a younger running back on maybe a more fun team in Buffalo this year. But I think Conner's going to be the. Uh, the better fantasy asset this season. Shout out to Buffalo, right. though. It, who would have thought yeah. we'd we'd refer to them as the the more interesting and fun team this year? They are though. They're, I think they're the one. Oh, of the they're fun so teams awesome! The NFL this year, they're going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> um, all right, so the next one I have, and this one's a little bit of a bigger name. Um, I'm trying to get DK Metcalf wherever I can. Right now, I've got him as my number 14 uh, dynasty receiver. Um, I just absolutely love the schedule that they have to start the season. They play uh, the Seahawks in week one. They play the Cowboys in week two. Uh, both of those teams have a little problems uh, with their cornerback situation. The Cowboys especially are super young. Um, the Seahawks, you know, they've got Quentin Dunbar and Shaquille Griffin, um, but I'm not worried. About, or excuse me, Atlanta has AJ Terrell and. Uh, uh, I can't even think of their other cornerback, Isaiah Oliver, a little bit. So um, I just think DK Metcalf is going to smash for Seattle in the first couple weeks of the season. Um, I I, I just don't see a way that he doesn't come out of these games with 75 yards and a touchdown. So am I wise in offering, you know, my opponents, Cortland Sutton, uh, DJ Chark, Calvin Ridley, Oda Beckham, receivers in that range for Metcalf? I actually, I really, really love Metcalf, and I think this is probably uh, the lowest his value has been all off season. He was a guy that, you know, just to, to kick off the, or, you know, to, to end the 2019 season was absolutely on fire. And you could not trade the universe for DK Metcalf, um, and for good reason. He's he's fast, he's tall, he showed that uh, the, the sh- his shuttle time does not matter whatsoever. And I think that, um, you know, something that we want to consider, especially for the Seahawks offense, we've been hearing chirping all offseason, uh, more so than ever, that we want to let Russ cook. Hashtag mm. let Russ cook. If we do see a uh, more pass-heavy scheme utilized in Seattle this year than maybe we've seen in years past, good Moses, I think, 
you will never, never be able to trade for him again. I think you need to to make the move before we actually start to see some of that in action. And hopefully we will. Yeah, I think Seattle's defense is going to be better than it was last year. I mean, they've got some pieces, you know, bringing in Jamal Adams and they still have Bobby Wagner and drafting Jordan Brooks. But I, you look at their front four you know, with LJ Collier and Benson Mayowa, they're going to struggle to get to the quarterback, which should give Seattle a lot of opportunities on offense uh, to throw the ball. I think they're going to be in more shootouts than ever this year. Uh, DK Metcalf going into that second year was absolutely fantastic this year. Added some routes to his route tree. It just, it, I, I can envision it in my head right now. I can see him being a top five, top six dynasty asset by the end of the year at receiver. Uh, just because he's a physical specimen, he's in a good offense with a great quarterback. Uh, I just think that makes a lot of sense. And you know what? He right. he yeah, started the uh, sorry he finished the 2019 season, uh, I believe, ending the year leading in red zone targets, which that is touchdown upside for days. It's hard to find you you can't find uh, end zone targets on trees. <laughs> you want you want these good quality targets into the end zone uh, from a giant fast man who can catch them, and that is DK Metcalf. Absolutely. Um, I've got one more, Kate. Do you have a, a trade tar- target you're trying to make right now? So I actually, I think this might tie into to yours in general. Uh, so you you tell me your final one, and then I'm going to turn it into a philosophy lesson. Yeah, so I like Tony Pollard, the Cowboys backup running back, quite a bit. He's, you know, he's on most people's benches. Nobody has him in their starting lineup. I think everybody believes he's blocked behind Zeke for the foreseeable future. Uh, you know, after the Cowboys gave Zeke this big contract extension. Um, but I think Tony Pollard is hashtag good at football. Yes. You know, I, think he's a, I think he's a good player. And I think with Kellen Moore, who obviously likes him quite a bit, uh, Mike McCarthy has been very complimentary of Tony Pollard. I think we're going to see him a lot on Sunday night, whether it's in the backfield, whether it's split out in the slot or out wide. I think the Cowboys are going to make him – uh, one of their bigger parts on offense. I think he's going to be like the sixth man on offense, if you will, where you know they're using him to replace CeeDee Lamb in the slot or to replace Zeke in the backfield. They've had some formations in practice where Zeke is the fullback and Tony Pollard's the tailback. I think if anything were to happen to Elliott, he's got RB1 upside, and I don't think it's impossible for him to have standalone upside this year uh, in this offense, even if it's in a... You know, Chris Thompson, James White type of role. So if you can get him fairly cheap, I think that's a, a good target ahead of week one. I absolutely agree. And, you know, I, I think the fact that he totaled 20 targets uh, with minimal snaps in his rookie season, that's extremely impressive. Um, had uh, week three, I know it was against the Miami Dolphins, but 103 yards and a touchdown, um, mm-hmm. you know, again, towards the end of the season, 12 carries, 131 yards and a score. Dallas has the offensive line that can sustain um, really any any running back, but especially a talented guy like Tony Pollard. And I think the lesson that I want to take away from this in general is if I have a bell cow back like a Zeke, like a, a Dalvin Cook, um, these are the guys I'm trying to trade for. I'm trying to trade for the, the Tony Pollards, the Alexander Madisons. Um, you know, I want to acquire these guys before the injuries happen. And I think mm-hmm. we've seen so far in the preseason that uh, injuries have happened. There have been a lot of hamstring injuries so far. Um, soft, tinju- soft tissue injuries are never, ever good. Um, you know, so I think establishing 
Uh, you know, if you're looking through your lineup, establishing who has that potential to fill the shoes of your uh, high-end draft pick if they go down. Um, you know, acquiring Kareem Hunt is a, a great option because we haven't, I know he just got his extension, but we mm-hmm. haven't really seen to what degree he is going to be involved. And, you know, I think if he starts off the season hot and is heavily involved, it, he's going to be a really tough guy to trade for. So, uh, you know, I, I think it's sort of a matter of, of looking through your rosters and thinking who is your irreplaceable and then sort of backtracking and thinking, all right, well, if I need to replace him, who, who do I need to trade for before it happens? Yeah, in dynasty football, it's a little easier to hold on to those handcuffs than it is in redraft. You're trying to maximize your bench spots in redraft for guys that actually can produce. In dynasty, you're just trying to protect uh, your most valuable assets, and that's what uh, a guy like Kareem Hunt or Tony Pollard can do. Uh, One last note on Pollard. Uh, Last year against the Rams, 12 uh, carries, 131 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, Who do the Cowboys play in week one? The Los Angeles Rams. Uh, With their issues at linebacker, uh, it would not be surprised if Pollard has another big day. Beautiful. All right, let's pause. Yeah, but let's pause so I can tell you guys about Rock Auto. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts to customers online for 20 years. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. Okay, we okay, we just have a couple more minutes left. Um, before we get our lineups ready for week one, it's always wise to put a couple guys uh, on your, you know, at the end of your bench that could break out, that could potentially see some roles in week one. Uh, who, are, who are your best late round bench stashes that you have right now? I, you know, I, I think uh, this is maybe a name that isn't as uh, late round, but it is somebody that uh, you can probably acquire uh, very cheaply in a, a trade. Um, I think everybody needs to go find Jordan Howard, uh, find the Jordan Howard yeah. owner in your league. And that it sounds very terrible to say that. I don't like it. Um, but I, I think he's uh, going to see a lot of work in, in this Miami offense. But that's my that's my spiel on Jordan Howard. He's not a pretty pick. Um, but in terms of, of those deep stashes, um, I'm checking my waivers for uh, Quez Watkins, wide receiver for the Philadelphia mm, Eagles. Um, he's been sort of my, my favorite late-round guy. He's got so much speed, uh, was very productive in, in college, but – he had a lot of uh, issues with, you know, um, dropped passes, uh, you know, just sort of uh, seemed like focus related issues and, um, you know, just silly mistakes that uh, he's got the the natural athleticism, but maybe not um, necessarily all the, the coaching tools that he needs. Doug Peterson is the guy to make that happen. Um, and if I'm looking for a guy that could potentially emerge into a role um, it, it's definitely got to be Quez Watkins because they, they don't have any other pass catchers there. 
Yeah, that's a good one. Um, I've got Robert Tunyon, the tight end for Green Bay. I know a lot of people this offseason were high on Jay Sternberger, their third-round pick from uh, Texas A&M a year ago. Uh, but it sounds like Tanyan is the guy that's probably going to open the season as a starter. Uh, he's actually got a really cool physical profile, six foot five, 240 pounds, uh, super, super productive at Indiana State. Uh, ran a 4.63, so he definitely has the speed to get down the field a little bit. Um, we'll see what he can do as a receiver. You know, in the past couple years, it hasn't been great, but he's been on the field, and that's that's interesting to me. So. If he is somebody in week one against the Vikings catches 40 yards and a touchdown, you know, with how shallow tight end is and with just us looking for anybody with touchdown upside, I think he's somebody interesting that you can uh, stash on your bench if he's available. Um, Kate, do you have one more before we go? Yeah. How about uh, another wide receiver uh, for the Las Vegas Raiders? How weird does that mm. sound? Hunter Renfro. He is a sophomore wide receiver um, coming off a, a pretty decent rookie year uh, where he didn't many, have many pass catching weapons around him. Uh, now the you know Raiders have brought in uh, Henry Ruggs, who is just a fast, speedy monster. Um, but, you know, somebody I don't project for necessarily a ton of volume, but somebody who can open up the, you know, the, the field for uh, his fellow wideouts. Uh, they've got Brian Edwards. But Hunter Renfro actually, you know, in uh, towards the end of the season, ended up ranking as the uh, number two wide receiver in his draft class for 2019 mm-hmm. in yards per route run, which is, you know, a, a generally pretty good predictive measure of, um, you know, opportunity when, or sorry, production when given opportunity. Um, and this guy ate it up and nobody's talking about him because there are two flashy new wide receivers on the roster that uh, he's kind of be- become the forgotten man. Yeah, that's a great call. Last seven games of the season for Hunter Renfro, 35 receptions, 490 yards, and four touchdowns. Uh, that averages out to five receptions, 70 yards a game. Uh, you'll take that, especially in the PPR leagues. You're looking at 13, 14 points a game. Um, I actually think the additions of Brian Edwards and Henry Ruggs will help him quite a bit. They're going to back up the safeties. Uh, we know how Derek Carr likes to play the quarterback position, right? Get that ball out of your hands fast. Uh, get it to your playmakers. Uh, it, again, you look at how the Raiders used him in the second half of the season, you know, averaging, uh, you know, just under seven targets a game. I don't think that's going to change. I, I think he's a great PPR option this week in a game where the the, the point total is going to be pretty high. If you need to slide him into a flex spot, if he needs to be your wide receiver three, uh, I absolutely don't hate that at all. That is it for today's show. Please make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Remember to follow the show at Locked On Dynasty. You can follow Kate at FF Ball Blast, and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. And enjoy week one. Football is back.